0: Hello and welcome to the Psychology 360 podcast. Today, I'm doing a year in review uh, show. It's going to be a pretty short one. And uh, this is basically looking back at 2020, uh, the shows I did, the interviews I conducted, and uh, maybe talking a little bit about the plans for 2021 Uh, Some additions that there will be to the show, Uh, some special offers as well, because uh, some of you may not know, but I have a couple of unreleased interviews and some are uh, quite interesting, controversial. Um, And yes, and I've kept them and I'm and this will be one of the things I talk about is I will be putting those on a Patreon wall. And uh, for those interested in these interviews that are too hot or too uh, <laughs> too, too controversial for, for the airwaves, uh, they will be there. And I have a few people on there, like Phil Zimbardo. Uh, I have a uh, shamanic um, uh, therapist. I have a Reikian, uh therapist who does the... Uh, orgone energy and uh, things like that and there will be other uh, other additions as well but today I want to I want to go over the 2020 episodes and say that for me my personal favorite in this year in review was the interview that I did with um, Edith Eva Egger she was incredible well she is incredible she has an incredible life story. She was uh, so inspirational to me, and uh, I got I've gotten feedback regarding that interview, uh, all positive. Um, I I have to say, I, some of the things some listeners here may not know. I even got I got some negative feedback and some uh, funny responses to one uh, another interview, and I will let you uh guess which one but it was and i won't let you guess but it was the the uh, porn addiction one and uh apparently that that uh interview was bothering some people uh that you know and i think it may have to do with the money that's in the porn industry and uh you know some people may not want to know about or or let other people know about this uh this type of issue so that was a, a funny side note, but anyways, going back, the most I- inspiring interview was Edith Eva Egger. Um, Yeah, for those who didn't listen to it, I strongly recommend you go back and listen to that show. It was um, it was just extremely emotional, and she is a very authentic, intuit- intuitive and beautiful human being. She's in her 90s, and she is a Holocaust survivor. She survived uh, Auschwitz, and she's written a couple of books on the, on that subject. She has uh, written the book, The Choice, which was a uh, national bestseller. It was uh, on Oprah. It was one of the Oprah book clubs, uh, books, uh, like top books, and she she was on the show and it was really a touching moment for me, and it was very inspiring. So that was number one. Um, another interview that I really enjoyed uh, was Bruce Grayson about near death experiences. I thought it was um, I thought it was really something that. Um, I was always interested about, as I said in the interview, due to my own personal experiences with things like outer body experiences. And so that was, uh, that was something that I wanted to, to, to touch upon for, for that reason. And also because I think it is important uh, to know and to understand that, you know, we may be more than what we think we are. Uh, in terms of uh, the spirit, the soul, the body, and the mind, which ultimately are all intertwined in this incarnate reality. Um, so that was also one of the ones that pops up. But overall, I really like the uh, the flow of the, the, the topics, because Psychology 360 aims at getting the most variety uh, and the, the, the most amounts of field within psychology so looking at it from all angles and so that I, I liked that we started off the first interview was on comparative psychology uh, in the in getting the importance of you know the fact that we are in this realm with the other creatures of this realm so animals Plants and micro, you know, uh, even even uh, entities like bacteria, and more recently we see what impact, uh, you know, uh, such a tiny uh, entity, such as a virus, can have on us, right? But we've we've evolved with all this, and they have a kind of intelligence and adaptability. Even the the tiniest of these uh, living, and sometimes non-living beings like a virus but that have the building blocks of life have so the comparative psychology uh and and understanding that other animals share consciousness and share this this reality uh and you know it's it goes back to to ancient knowledge this 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 uh gnosis and uh, connection with other entities is really nothing new, but in our in this in this um, current age, we are so programmed by the scientific consensus that we've neglected some of the more spiritual and philosophical side of life, and so we had to we have to have an official. Um, you know, research or, or, or something like that to tell us that, well, yeah, other animals also have emotions, like especially other mammals, uh, other, you know, birds and um, fish are actually quite intelligent and they they are alive, they feel, they, they dream, they, you know, the, the level of self-awareness may be, may vary as it does among humans of course uh but this is this is not this is not something that should be mind-blowing I mean for me at least it's it's been an intuition it's been something that has been obvious uh since since I was a child and and I think for many people this is the case and if you have a cat or a dog at home you you know what I'm talking about so That was important. And I think that that is also if we want to get into the uh, paradigms of consciousness and of science, um, we get into what we talked about with the Darwinian paradigm. And a lot of people tend to uh, assume that Charles Darwin and his school of thought was extremely mechanistic, which it wasn't. Uh, And uh, you know, Darwin had these observations and these insights that were actually more on the, I don't want to say humanistic, but on the holistic side, which, you know, encompassed,, uh, you know, went beyond, went beyond the human um, consciousness and tried to really understand that we are, in this boat together, and I, I have the image of Noah's Ark now for some reason, but uh that that the animals, you know, we are we are all in this together, so it's it was something that was much more enlightening than the reductionistic view of of Darwin that we may get in school, and you can see this when his school of thought and his students um were arguing, in fact, there were arguments between some of his students and other leading scientists at the time where, you know, the students of Darwin maintained this philosophical approach that the best way to understand other animals was actually to attribute some of the human uh, emotions, human cognitions onto them which was considered ridiculous at the time. Uh, but of course, now with neuroimaging and other uh, etological studies, we see that it's pretty close to true. So that was an interesting way to start uh, this podcast. I really enjoyed moving on. I really also enjoyed the, uh, the podcast on the virtual reality uh, I enjoyed the psychedelic one on, on 5-MEO-DMT. And I will have other psychedelic researchers on because it is such an important topic uh, that it, it is a new frontier in psychiatry. And again, new in relative terms, right? Because it is not new. It is, uh, it is a heritage of all, all humanity, and I mean all humanity, because we, we know that psychedelics were used throughout, uh, throughout the world. Uh, they weren't, you know, we, today we, we know of ayahuasca and we know of indigenous practices, but they were used in ancient Greece. They were used in Egypt. They were used in Africa. They were used in Europe. They were used everywhere. It's just that we've lost touch with them. So we're reconnecting. Uh, with these things and of course um, now we see a lot of the benefits which can come about uh, from things like magic mushrooms and and helping people recover from nicotine addiction, cocaine addiction, alcoholism and and other and, and depression, of course. Uh, so now the, the you know we see like the pharmaceutical industry is, Highly invested in, in uh, psilocybin, so magic mushrooms, and they are they want to make uh, they want to basically isolate a component in the in the in the magic mushrooms which connects to serotonin receptors. But there, it's a different receptor than the one that is classically uh, uh, inhibited, um, or sorry. That is bind to bound to with uh, a, a, like SSRI antidepressants, and the thing with that is it's like okay that's that's pretty interesting that's good if it's effective, uh, but to me it, you know I have a little more respect to the substance than that. I think that part of the cure, if we can call it that, is the trip, and if you're taking away something that requires courage and I don't say that lightly I mean uh, I don't think taking drugs or or doing you know like alcohol requires courage like if someone's taking a drinking a a beer or many beers that's not courageous Uh, that's an escape Uh, that's you know and some people have a sickness called addiction but when we talk about a psychedelic journey, that's something that requires courage. You are facing yourself, your inner self. You are having experiences that I don't think can be classified as escapism. Um, you are facing your inner demons and maybe uh, you know, seeing uh, other entities, Uh, But I I think that we should approach it with respect and understand that this is is part of the human experience and it has been in in antiquity. And now in this uh, age where we see technology advancing at such a high speed, I think it's interesting that we are reconnecting to these, uh, these techniques, these methods, these entheogens, called entheogens because it is the God, finding the God within, and ultimately seeking out nature as sanctuary, as treatment, as it's becoming, as the uh, natural world is becoming less common. We are in the verge of an extinction uh so we are seeking what is becoming more rare and hopefully i think these things can be extremely helpful i think that they they can give give us uh, a touch of what really matters so we have all kinds of stories of people that were you know, just interested in money consumption, um, you know, these values that are being espounded uh, in the globalized social media world, TV shows and, and all the rest. And, and suddenly, you know, they have um, an ayahuasca trip or some other psychedelic trip. And they realize, hey, like this is all a lie. This is not where it's at. This is a waste of time. I should be uh, more loving, or I should, um, I should worship the creator and the creation, the, which we find in the world. Which is a special planet that we have. It's really an amazing place. Uh, but and 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 we've seen like. Often, just some of the worst aspects of human human nature uh, being manifested and being uh, creating this reality. And despite all that, we still find beauty. We still see the incredible wisdom of, of certain thinkers. And this gives us the strength to continue to seek to better ourselves and better. Uh, the world, so I think that that is an important subject, and just as important as um, things like meditation, slowing down, um, spirituality. These are all intertwined, and one of the things for twenty twenty one, and I've been following the the work of Wim Hof. Uh, I've been doing the ice showers. I've been pushing myself now for oh, over a year and a half or more, maybe more. But um, I would say regularly keeping constant for a year and a half, maybe two years. And now I want to. Yeah, now it's winter here. It's snowy. I've been pushing myself doing the. Doing some some jogs, jogging outside in the snow, uh, just in shorts, rolling in the snow, and and it's really incredible what it can do. It's uh, just the ice shower and the really cold showers make a huge difference every day, and it's it is something of a mental strength exercise and not just strength because I, I, I find myself sometimes approaching the ice the cold with this strength like challenge, which is okay. but I found that what works better is to really be more stoic about it and just um, take this cold this this kind of shock, and you know, monitor your breathing. Of course, shut the mind up, and and then and then it it just becomes like there's a point where the cold you it I don't I don't feel it anymore. I feel like it's uh, it's almost warm, and I can tell myself, uh, you know, this is warm or this is this is pleasurable, and it is pleasurable actually after a while. And what I think is uh, important, if you do these like cold exposure exercises with the shower, you start slow, obviously, 30 seconds, maybe a minute. Uh, But once you're at a certain point, you can see, and I like now, I I find that if I do five minutes, which is the usual, um, or I do, I don't know, three minutes or five minutes, it really uh, makes not doesn't make so much of a difference. Actually, uh, there are times if I do like less than five minutes that I feel like I didn't get enough. I'm not a I am not I do not know I'm not awakened enough. Uh, so so I I recommend doing it progressively and at a certain point you'll find that you get quite used to it. And now like what I see is I, I look at my. My when my skin is becoming like, um, red purple, uh, it's it's a good it's a good sign. When you when I do it too long, the I feel like my my blood is getting cold. <laughs> I mean, when I get out, I feel some pain with the body, with the blood is recirculating. But it is quite pleasurable, and I felt I feel quite a difference from it. Another thing uh, that I've implemented, and this is actually connected to the sponsorship of the show is CBD. And I've, I have to say, I really uh, find it quite helpful. I find that CBD uh, extracts uh, for relaxation and just, I mean, it, it is an anti-inflammatory. I find it to not put me to sleep as some people say it does I just find it a, a good addition. It uh, helps me concentrate, and it's just—it's just a subtle feeling. It's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's something that I recommend. It's becoming more popular, and here in Czech, we are like—I—I'm not—I'm biased in this because I have a support from this company, but I have to say, no joke, this uh, Tuki CBD. Uh, which is made uh, by Endoverse in the UK, is by far the best extract I've ever had. And I, I've tried various ones. I've tried these uh, whole spectrum. And I, I didn't find them to be as, uh, as clean of a feeling. This is, based, uh, this is based on omega-3 fatty acids from hemp seed oil. And it is uh, very clean, no, no THC, and um, I strongly recommend it, and that's not just because of the sponsorship. I just recommend it. Try it out. I will leave the link in the description. This is mostly for European and Czech listeners. But yeah, these are. This is uh, pretty much the wrap up. This is my uh, little rant, and uh, I look forward to more of these shows. I am uh, hopeful 2021 will be a bit better. I, I don't know for sure, but 2020 has given has shown me uh, strengths and has made me more resilient, even though all my plans were uh, upended. But no matter, we, uh, we will uh, make it. We will be It will be part of our unfolding of our true will and part of our manifestation part of our manifesting ourselves on this plane in this reality so i wish you all a great day and i look forward to future interviews that are coming up